It's 49ers Cutback Podcast Time. Welcome to the show, everyone. Game preview show. Uh, this is what it's all been leading up to. San Francisco 49ers versus the Washington Commanders. And this one has seen a bunch of different storylines during the week. Yes, uh, this one is not one of those tail of the tape matchups that everyone wants to see a heavyweight fight between two of the best in the NFL. you got two teams on opposite ends of the spectrum. San Francisco 49ers come into the game 11 and 4, where the Washington Commanders come into the game 4 and 11. With that being said, though, the 49ers have so much to play for in this matchup. They have everything to play for. The number one seed, their path through the playoffs being determined by themselves and being at home and making everything go through Levi's. Right on their heels are the Eagles, the Lions. Uh, teams desperate to get that number one seed and make the path head through their respective home fields. So the 49ers know what they're up against. And when you look over the Washington Commanders, it seems like it's a team that should be left for dead. But sometimes that's when they're the most dangerous. Teams that seem like they shouldn't uh, be putting up much of a fight at this point in the year can sometimes surprise you. The San Francisco 49ers are going to be well prepared for this game. They're coming off a huge loss to the Baltimore Ravens. They're going to be looking to get back on track in this matchup. Fred Warner talked about it on his podcast this week. It's about playing really good football right now. The number one seed doesn't matter if you're not playing good football. You'll just get bounced in the first round. So it's about the 49ers going back out there and executing at a high level and getting back to playing winning football. Because when you put on the film and you watch the Baltimore Ravens game, it's less about getting completely outplayed and more about not executing and not playing your game. And when you don't execute and you don't operate at a high level, then yeah, teams could beat you. And really good teams like the Baltimore Ravens can really beat you. Well, the 49ers, that's what their goal is in this game. Get back on track. But with that comes some setbacks, right? You're traveling across the country and you're playing an early start time on a short week. Uh, that always complicates things a little bit. And it's not like the Washington Commanders are just going to roll over and let you beat them. They have a very proud coach. He's going to come out there. He's going to have his guys ready. They're going to come out there, and they're going to operate, and they're going to want to surprise some people and beat the 49ers. So the 49ers are going to get their best effort, and they're going to go out, have to go out there and give their best effort. So in this episode, we're going to get into all the matchups. We're going to talk about bold predictions, and then I'm going to pick the winner of this football game. Of course, we'll encompass all the areas that we need to from injuries on both sides of the football and how – are those are going to kind of hurt or help uh, each one of these squads as we get into it. Like and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already on the push for 5K. 5K, only a couple hundred subscribers away. So you could be a big difference maker there. Thank you so much. If you're listening on audio platform, 49ers Cutback on Believe, please give it a five-star rating. Really appreciate all of you on audio platforms. And if you're going to bet, bet with Bet Online. The only people that don't get time off this time of the year are pro athletes and us at Bet Online. With NFL, bowl season, and NBA in full swing over the holidays, Bet Online isn't taking a second off 
Make sure you have all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and info. Bet Online has all the sports wagering info, plus anything available you need with both desktop and mobile access. Head there today and get into the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. And we're going to get on the offensive side of the ball. That's where I want to start this matchup. And I got to talk about some of the injuries that the Washington Commanders are facing because I think those do dictate how they play defense and ultimately how the 49ers plan to attack the Washington Commanders. They're going to be without both of their starting corners and both Kendall Hunter, or sorry, Kendall Fuller uh, and um, Benjamin St. Juiced. And I've said many times this week how much I like both of those players. I like Ben's, uh, Benjamin St. Juice's aggressiveness, his length, uh, the way he tackles. Those are really good. And then, of course, Kendall Fuller, um, he's one of the better ones to do it. A lot of people want to get their hands on him at the trade deadline. He's a very, very good cornerback. So, uh, two big losses. It looks like Tariq Castro-Fields, a former 49ers draft pick, a six-round comp pick in 2022, will be starting for the Commanders. And then they lost safety Percy Butler as well. He's dealing with a wrist injury. So you see three parts of their secondary hurt. And then also um, they've had an illness with James Smith-Williams. So we'll see if he's able to go in this game. But uh, unfortunate, they're losing a lot of guys in the secondary and that's going to play a big part in this game because the 49ers, just like always, they have certain things they want to do. But in this matchup especially, it's about establishing an early rhythm. And when I say establishing an early rhythm, it's not, hey, let's establish the run game or let's establish the pass game. It's let's do that in tandem. I think in this matchup in particular, when you have the studs that you're going to be facing on the interior with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, yeah, you want to run the football, but you want to make sure you execute your game plan as well. Whether that means quick passes, getting the ball out, uh, getting moving the pocket, attacking downfield. You kind of just want to find an early rhythm. And yes, you want to get some runs sprinkled in there. So whatever your early script is, you want it to be balanced. Kyle's always is balanced, just at which time they happen, of run to pass plays. So we know the four years are going to want to establish that. You can take advantage of edge defenders. And you can take advantage of linebackers in the running game. You can also take care of those or take advantage of those linebackers in the passing game as well. So I think the 49ers will turn an attention early to running the football as long as Ron Rivera's defense doesn't bring eight guys in the box. I think if eight guys come in the box and they really press the line of scrimmage, the San Francisco 49ers will turn to Brock Purdy and that passing game to get going. And that's when you have to find rhythm in the passing game. Now, every time they go to two high safety, run the football. Whenever they go to single high safety, go ahead and throw it. Take advantage of that opportunity. Get rid of the football. With a new way of attacking the 49ers defense that Baltimore presented, the 49ers are going to see some things different from the commanders. Now, they don't have the talent that the Baltimore Ravens have to be able to execute all of it. So you will not see a consistent game plan. But you have to be ready for the little twists and turns that are going to come a very experienced defensive play caller in Ron Rivera and what he's going to do. So establish the run game, and that should be an area the 49ers can attack because the 49ers rush for nearly 140 yards per game on the ground, and the commanders give up over 120. So the 49ers should be able to get uh, well over 100 yards on the ground this week using Christian McCaffrey, the returning Elijah Mitchell, and we'll see how Jordan Mason fits into this 
He has been dealing with an illness during the week, but we'll see how many reps he gets or if he's strictly on special teams with the 49ers going with a two-man attack with McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. Last week, it was all Christian McCaffrey. He played 70 snaps on offense. Pretty ridiculous. We'll see what the 49ers do and if they decide to kind of you know temper that and not exactly have him get that many carries at the time. So establishing that run game is going to be a little bit different. You're playing against a 4-3 defense, and you've been so used to playing against five-man fronts pretty consistently this year with all the 3-4 defenses the 49ers have been playing. So uh, the only way that you will see a five-man front is if the commanders decide to bring a linebacker up. This is one of those weeks where the 49ers are definitely going to run a lot of 21 personnel, which is two running backs and one tight end because they get really good matchups on those linebackers and they're matchups that you want to take advantage of because the linebackers, even though they're experienced uh, for the Washington commanders are definitely not equipped to handle covering Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel out of the backfield. You're talking Cody Barton and David Mayo or the guys that I would really like to take advantage of. Hudson's pretty effective, uh, but all three of those guys are matchup issues for McCaffrey. You get McCaffrey matched up on those guys, and that's a win for the 49ers. They also aren't the best at stopping the run. So the 49ers should be able to attack the linebackers, should be able to find those matchups you really like with McCaffrey, get the scheme it up to get matchups you like with Debo Samuel. I think that's where the 49ers can definitely be effective. in not just the run game, uh, but also the passing game. So I think that the 49ers are going to be ready to run the football and then take advantage of some easy looks in the passing game when they're in 21 personnel with Kyle Juszczyk and George Kittle on the field. But you can't throw out the pass game because the pass game is going to open up. Now, early, I want to see timing passes. I want to see Brock Purdy come up, you know, hit his three-step drop with a hitch, bam, hit the, get the ball out for, you know, just continue to hit five-step drop, hitch, bam, ball out. I want to see some timing. I want to see some rhythm. I want to see Kyle move the pocket a little bit. I just want to see the 49ers start clicking on all cylinders and build back that rhythm and chemistry that we've seen through their winning streak before they played Baltimore. And I think they'll get back to it. And then once you've established the run game, then you can really hit that play action. And that's when I think the 49ers are going to have some shots down the field and available. You're going to have some young corners out on the outside and some potential uh, places you can take advantage of. I brought up Tariq Castro Fields earlier. I know Castro Fields is physical. He's a lot. He's really grabby. He likes to put his hands on you. To me, I think that's a mismatch for Brandon Ayuk. I think Brandon Ayuk can take advantage of Tariq Castro Fields. So the 49ers get that matchup. They should definitely go with it. And we'll see who starts on the other side. Uh, it could be Contavious Martin. Uh, that's a possibility. Or even we'll see what they do with Kaibu Kelly. Um, but I would guess could Jartavius Martin starts at Tariq Castro Field starts at Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk should have some opportunities. Now the 49ers are going to be a little bit thin at wide receiver. They have Ayuk and Debo. They have rookie Ronnie Bell. They have Chris Conley and they've elevated Tay Martin. So those are your five wide receivers for this game. You're still without Juwan Jennings, who's in concussion protocol. You're still without Ray Ray McLeod, who's on IR. And you're out without Danny Gray, who is in his practice window to return from IR, but not active for this football game. So there's going to be some opportunities for the 49ers in the passing game, not to mention George Kittle, uh, because they're going to be missing one of their safeties as well. Percy Butler is going to be out. 
which means it's going to come down to uh, Cameron Curl. It's going to come down to Terrell Burgess. So I, I think George Kittle has the ability to have a big game here too. There's not a lot of matchups when you're talking offense that you don't like. It's what I talk about. So, right when you go into the Baltimore Ravens game, it was harder to find matchups. You're like, okay, this is distinct advantage 49ers. Coming into this game, it's a little bit different. You can find distinct advantages you like with 49ers playmakers, you know, compared to what you're seeing on defense. I think one of the areas where you don't find a really good matchup is on the interior. Uh, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne versus the 49ers interior offensive line. Now, Aaron Banks is listed as uh, questionable. We don't know. He didn't practice all week. When it comes to the guys who will play on the inside, It'll either be Spencer Burford, John Feliciano, uh, manning those two positions, or it'll be Banks and Feliciano. Either way, they're going to be tasked with a tough task of taking on Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. This is not for the faint of heart, and this is going to be an absolute battle. Jake Brindle, uh, you're going to have your hands full again. It wasn't easy last week against the Ravens, and it doesn't get easy on the interior part of this line this week against the Commanders, and that's going to be a key. One thing I could see the 49ers doing in this is taking advantage of the aggressiveness of the defensive tackles and hitting them with some wham blocks and some traps, uh, taking advantage of them coming up the field and then going ahead and blocking them. A wham means you're using a fullback or a tight end to kick those defensive linemen down, uh, or you're, it, when you're talking trap, you're using another offensive lineman. So I think the 49ers could use some traps and whams you know, in particular on those two guys, if they're being aggressive and getting a field. The other thing you can do with players like that is get to the edge of them in the run game early. Make them chase side to side, wear them down, because running right at them is not always the most effective thing to do. So it's going to be interesting. I want to see how the 49ers handle going against two very, very good defensive tackles. This might be the best defensive tackle tandem in the entire NFL. So the four years are going to have their hands full. That is for sure. And you just want to open things up for Kittle with the run game. Uh, if you establish a run game and you get those linebackers having to bite on trying to stop McCaffrey, just like against Baltimore, it opens up a void in the middle of the field for George Kittle to be able to operate. And he's still having a really big year. Uh, so that I think is still open. The other thing you're going to have to make sure you do is you might have to get Brock Purdy outside the pocket a little bit this week uh, because of the interior pass rush. When you get Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne getting that push up the middle, moving Brock to the right or left could potentially give him extra time to be able to throw the football and not have to worry about that pass rush getting home. So those are some things I like uh, as far as matchups go. The other thing I really want to see is the 49ers have that early down success Again, make sure you're getting four to five yards on first down. Uh, put yourself in prime position. So when you get to third down, you're good to go. Because that's one of the most concerning things is always third down conversion, staying on the field, making sure you're winning time of possession. So I think the 49ers are going to be just fine on offense, but I think it's going to be a complete uh, use of weapons this week, a well-balanced attack getting back in rhythm, using the run game to set up the pass, using the pass game to uh, stretch the defense out for the run. I think it's going to be a lot of fun in this matchup uh, for the 49ers. But let's talk defense because there's a lot of things going on with the Washington Commanders offense. Uh, first off, 
The Commanders looked like they were going to be going a different different way at quarterback. Jacoby Brissett was set to start. Uh, he had been named the starter. They benched Sam Howe. But sometime this week, I believe it was Wednesday after practice, Jacoby Brissett went to the team uh, after practice and after film, and he said, hey, I got tightness in my hamstring. And he's went all the way from being listed as questionable, added to the injury report, uh, to being potentially out. That's what's being reported right now. And the signal of that is that the commanders also signed reserve quarterback Jake Fromm uh, to the active roster. So the fact that they made that move is probably pretty significant. And that means Sam Howell is going to be the starting quarterback and Jake Fromm appears to be the backup. And so we'll see what happens there. Uh, but, you know, Fromm we didn't really go over it in the tail of the tape. But let's take a quick little rundown of what Fromm, I'm sorry, not Fromm, what uh, Sam Howell has been doing this year. Uh, he's a 63.2 uh, completion percentage this year. Uh, 3,624 yards. He's thrown for a lot of yards this year. Average per completion, 6.5. The difference between him and Brock. Brock's closer to 10 yards. Touchdowns, interceptions. Sam Howe, 19 touchdowns, 17 interceptions. Uh, that's where you get the turnovers, and that's part of the reason that he was benched. He turned the ball over a lot last week. Uh, so I think that they were trying to get a quarterback that was going to take care of the football. Jacoby Brissett had come in in two relief appearances. He had three touchdowns, no interceptions nearly an 80% completion percentage. Uh, so it definitely changes some stuff up there. Also, Sam Howell has been sacked 60 times. That's right, 60 times. That's a lot of sacks. In comparison, Brock Purdy's been sacked around 30 times. So uh, you see the difference. That's double the number. Washington Commanders have a hard time protecting their quarterback, and it ain't going to get easier this week. And not even because the 49ers have really good defensive line, but also because they are going to be missing center Tyler Larson, who's out with a knee injury, and tackle Charles Leno, who's out with a calf. Uh, they are going to be missing both offensive tackles and their center in this matchup. Ooh, that's tough for the Washington Commanders. Uh, and that's tough for Hal, who takes a lot of sacks. It's not sounding good for them. So what's the game plan? to go ahead and beat the commanders. Well, the first thing you have to do is stop the run. Uh, Brian Robinson is expected to be back from injury. So you got to make sure you slow him down. Now with the offense, the way it is with Eric Bieniemy at the helm, it's a different style of offense than we saw last year when the 49ers played the commanders last year, when we played the commanders. It was lots of tight ends three yards in a cloud of dust. Uh, try to get first downs. And if you did convert on, on fourth down or third and short, then you just continue the drive. They limited the amount of possessions. They played tough defense, and they were in every single game. Well, with Eric Bieniemy came a more wide-open style of offense, using the tight ends a lot more, especially moving them behind the line of scrimmage with move tight ends, getting them open over the middle of the field, a la Jason Kelsey. I'm sorry, a la Travis Kelsey. Getting this all wrong. Uh, but anyways, yeah, a la Kelsey, just getting them open and available out there in the open space. Um, and... When it comes to it, that's what they've been trying to do uh, with Logan Thomas, getting him available. But the run game is happening a lot more on a shotgun and with it, less success um, for the running backs. Antonio Gibson hasn't been as successful as I believe they thought he was going to be. He's a dual threat guy, guy who can catch the ball in the backfield and run, but yet hasn't seen you know big rewards for all that play. So 49ers need to come in and stop the run early 
Uh, once you make them one-dimensional, I think Sam Howe will really struggle if you do that. They need to make sure that they come up, even if they come up, uh, bring eight in the box to stop the run. I think they need to do it just to establish they can stop the run. But I do believe the 49ers can stop with seven. I really do. I think early on in this game, the 49ers can stop with seven. And thanks so much for the, for the subscription. Really appreciate it. Once again, moving closer to 5K with every subscription. So uh, thanks so much. And when you stop the run game, this is when you need to put pressure on Sam Howe. And I'm not talking just with four, but bring pressure. I think Howe will make mistakes. There's going to be opportunities for sacks. And what do we know by his stats? He's been sacked 60 times. He has 17 interceptions. You can get to Sam Howe. You can disrupt Sam Howe. And you can make plays against Sam Howe. So I expect the 49ers to bring the heat. I look for some nickel blitzes. I see, think some linebackers are going to come. I think they're going to disguise coverages. I think they're really going to be sticky on the wide receivers. I've said play tight on these wide receivers. I know who they got. Terry McLaurin, he's good. Curtis Samuel, good. Right, Deami Brown, good. I mean, they've got a lot of really dynamic players. Jahan Dotson, it's talent, right? Logan Thomas at the tight end position, talent. Uh, but you have some experienced safeties that you're going to be employing in this game that can help with Logan Thomas because you're going to be bringing in um, some pretty good players. And Tashawn Gibson's going to be doing a big deal. Logan Ryan going to get his first start of the season. But these guys are well-versed in coverages. They can definitely disguise some, thing, some things up. And I think the 49ers secondary just needs to be bullish. Uh, get right on top of these guys. Make them earn every single yard. Make them earn every single catch and put the pressure on the quarterback. And I think if they do that, they're going to put themselves in a prime position to be able to get off the field or even to get some big pivotal turnovers. And the 49ers didn't have any interceptions, no turnovers against the Baltimore Ravens. They need to get that going again. When the 49ers defense makes plays, it helps. Now, you always want to get off the field on third down, get a turnover on downs if possible. But turnovers and sudden changes are just as important. So I look for the 49ers to try to press the issue, try to make Sam Howell beat them in this game. And if he can, then you tip your cap. But if he can't, uh, he's, it's going to be a lot of really, really interesting plays. So let's talk about third down. And third down is always a must win for the 49ers. And the 49ers are still close to 50% conversion rate on offense, which is great. It didn't go down very much. 1% from the Baltimore Ravens game where they weren't as successful on third down as I know they would like to be. And then when you look at the commanders, uh, they give up third down conversions at 40%. So there should be an opportunity for the 49ers to convert on third down pretty consistently. My goal would be, if I was the 49ers, would be to not face very many third downs. Uh, five to eight third downs, probably closer to five, is what you're seeking in this matchup. So I look for the 49ers to be uh, very keen on getting good explosive plays on first and second down and being able to get uh, consistent first downs after that. When it comes to the commanders, the commanders, they only convert on third down at 36%. They face a lot of third and longs, and the 49ers know if they get third and long, home after Sam Howe, just bring the pressure on him. If it's third and really long, then yeah, play coverage, tackle underneath, get off the field. But if it's third and seven, eight, bring pressure, make him make a quick decision, let make him release that ball quickly because that's when you have the opportunity to get a big-time turnover or to make a big-time play on how and get a sack. So I look for the 49ers to put pressure there, and the 49ers defense has been playing at 39% on third down as far as their conversion rate. 
So I expect them to hold the Washington Commanders under 40% for this game. Uh, turnovers is always big. 49ers just had a lot of turnovers against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, but the when it comes to giveaways, the Commanders have given up the football 27 times a season. That's a lot. And so the 49ers are going to have opportunities to get their hands on the football. 49ers have 17 takeaways. Of course, five last week really inflated that number. When it comes to takeaways, uh, the 49ers have caused 25 takeaways on defense to the Commanders, 17. Uh, Commanders have found the ball, but not as consistently as they would like on defense. And so they have a big turnover differential hole as they are minus 10 in turnover differential which means they turn over the ball 10 more times than they get turnovers. That's not winning football. And I think that's what you're seeing from them right now is just not consistent, uh, making mistakes. And ultimately that always hurts you, especially against a good, against a good team, but like the 49ers, 49ers are plus eight. Uh, last week it was plus 13 just shows how quickly things can change in the NFL. So the four yards want to get back and make that number even higher. And if they win the turnover battle, Against the Washington Commanders, they will for sure break, you know, win this football game. So uh, to me, it's it's something that I know they're going to do, and um, I'm really excited about it. But let's get into some wow, that's bold predictions. Wow, that's really bold. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. It's got to be really bold. It's got to be, whoa. And in this one, I think this was pretty clear on offense. Let me let me know if you think these are things that could happen for sure. Uh, but I think Brock Purdy is going to break Jeff Garcia's career rec- or record uh, for 49 franchise record of yards in his season. Brock Purdy needs just 229 yards to be the single season leader in passing yards for the 49ers. Jeff Garcia had 4,278 yards in 2001. Uh, so this is a 22-year uh, deal thing that Jeff Garcia has held this record. And Brock Purdy is currently at 4,050. So I believe that Brock Purdy is going to get the 229 yards through the air and that he is going to break Jeff Garcia's record in this game. But I'm not done with that. I think this is going to be a record-breaking game. I think it's only fitting that it happens where Kyle Shanahan coached once before in Washington, I believe Christian McCaffrey is going to pass Jerry Rice's record of 22 touchdowns. He needs three to do so. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to get three touchdowns in this game. I think he's going to pass Jerry Rice's record and be the new franchise leader in touchdowns in a season. I also believe George Kittle is going to cross 1,000 yards. And yes, this one is not bold at all. He needs nine yards to be able to cross the 1,000 yard thresh uh thresh mark or threshold which would make him and brandon Ayuk the first tandem since jerry rice and t.o to do it uh over 20 years ago so you could see the kind of the rare error that this offense is putting themselves in so i think this is going to happen george kittle's going to break that record and i went a little bit further and i believe debo samuel is going to get half of his necessary yards to get to a thousand. So Debo needs 164 yards to cross a thousand yards receiving. He already has crossed a thousand yards from scrimmage. Now he just needs to cross a thousand yards from uh, uh, receiving, which would make three players do that. In fact, the last team to accomplish having a 4,000 yard passer, having a thousand yard rusher, and three 1,000 yard receivers 
was the 2004 Indianapolis Colts led by Peyton Manning. And we know how dynamic those offenses were. So I think Debo is going to get half of it. I believe he gets at least 82 yards receiving in this football game. I think the 49ers are going to have a big offensive explosion. And those are my offensive. Wow, that's bold predictions. Now over on defense, I think the 49ers are going to hold the commanders to under 80 yards on the, on the ground. I think they're going to do a really good job of stopping the run game. Never get let Brian Robinson go. Um, they're just not going to give up any yards on the ground. They're going to be very stifling. I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on Sam Howe. And because of that, I think the 49ers are going to get six sacks in this game. People have been asking, where's Bosa? Where's Chase Young? Uh, where are these guys at? Why are they not consistently putting pressure on the quarterback? I think you're going to see pressure. They're missing their offensive tackles. They're missing their starting center. And they have a quarterback that has been sacked 60 times this season. I think the 49ers are going to get after him a lot. And I think they get six sacks in this football game. And uh, that's a, that's all you can really ask for when you're talking about production from a defensive line. I think this is going to be a fantastic game for the 49ers. We're going to see a lot of offensive records be broken. We're going to see defense get after them in a big way. And the 49ers are going to refine their rhythm. So score prediction time for the 49ers. I believe that the San Francisco 49ers are going to get a big win. I think they're ticked off. I think they're upset. I think they're not happy with how they executed last week. And I think they want to go out there and prove how good they can execute against the Washington Commanders. And I think they want this game uh, over quickly. And I think that's what their offense is going to go out there and do. I think the 49ers are going to win this game 42-12. to 12. This is the biggest uh, number I've picked up, or I've said all year, right? The biggest discrepancy between points. I think the 49ers are that much better than the Washington Commanders. Commanders missing way too many players on defense, missing way too many players on offense. And even though the 49ers have injuries as well, the 49ers still have some of their main guys. Trent Williams is available. They have some of their main weapons. On, they have all their main weapons on offense. To me, the 49ers are going to go off in this game. They're going to explode. They're going to have a big game. Records are going to fall. And the San Francisco 49ers are going to beat the Washington Commanders and come one game away from clinching home field advantage. And we'll see what happens. There are still a scenario, scenarios in which the 49ers can clinch this week. Of course, later tonight, the Detroit Lions and Dallas Cowboys have a game. If the Cowboys win, the 49ers inch closer to the number one seed. Uh, a Cowboys win and then a Arizona Cardinals victory over the Philadelphia Eagles and a 49ers win against the Washington Commanders would clinch the number one seed in the playoffs and make the week uh, 18 matchup against the Los Angeles Rams irrelevant. Uh, but until that happens, the 49ers have to plan on winning both games. One of the best ways to do it, get up early, get up big against Washington. When you get to the fourth quarter, you can rest your starters and make sure they're ready, healthy, and capable of beating the Los Angeles Rams in week 18, which is still be determined if it's going to be a Sunday or a Saturday matchup. We'll have to be waiting for that one. But I'd like to thank you all for coming through. Like and subscribe. Uh, you see the subscription come through. We're getting closer to 5,000. Appreciate everyone's subscription. And if you're listening to the audio platform, 40 Hours Cutback on Believe, brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts. More content coming up after the game, a game reaction show tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be New Year's Eve. So join me for New Year's Eve reaction show. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. But until then, stay safe. And remember the right way is always the 49ers way.